Welcome back to the Nerdcaster Podcast, and we have an awesome show for you tonight. But before we get to that, let's talk about who's here. <laughs> you, you all know that, that that good laugh there is uh, Mr. Daniel. Stop eating. And we have Erica, the two best co-hosts in the world. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey. How you been? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad you guys are back. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us back, as always. Well, what do you mean having <laughs> you back? You're, you, you should be, you're here full-time. You guys should be here full-time, all-time. I am, but I have not been present, so for anybody who's been listening, my, yeah, my apologies. I've been MIA for a bit, but I'm back, yo. <laughs> yeah, we gave him a back few in, Scooby snacks. Yeah, that could be better than ever. <laughs> I came back with my Scrappy-Doo, except not, because no one likes Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> But that, that was about you, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured we would do something a little different this week, uh, something we, we haven't done on this show yet. Not only are we about video games and, and, and comic books and the Marvel Cinematic Universe and DC and, and whatever else we've, we've been doing, but uh, let's get into some geekery with, with some documentaries here. And um, I know we all just recently watched separately without even talking about it. The uh, documentary on Netflix called the staircase. You guys. Yeah. Yep. You it's, guys. Um, we, we've just been fucking eating up a ton of docs over here. Like I know you're a big true crime head and me and Eric are both big true crime heads. And um, I, I dig documentaries and I know you dig documentaries. So it's just kind of fucking crazy that, um, um, we, uh, happened to just be watching this and finished it about the same time and had not even spoken to each other about watching it prior. And, uh, we literally just finished it. Like what? We, we had just finished it and you had three episodes left. So I think we basically both just like binge watched it straight. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much exactly what happened. It, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so good. So let just to, to, to give listeners an idea of what this this documentary uh, is about, it, it's about a, um, a a writer author guy named Michael Peterson. Never read any of his shit. Didn't even know about him until this documentary. I did look up because they. I, I don't. I don't know if I noticed that they said it. I looked up that he is a writer, but it's mostly fiction about his time spent in Vietnam, if I'm not mistaken. So he's like a, a fiction. Um, war novelist so he writes about fake war got it yeah I, 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 that's what i've gathered you can fact check me on that i may be wrong yeah i'm, I'm not going to because that's not important to the, the documentary but yeah he can write about whatever <laughs> he wants uh, he he basically gets accused of killing his wife by beating the shit out of her in a staircase wow there's the name of the, the fucking documentary dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Um, but the big thing is, is he guilty or is he not guilty? And as far as opinions go, we're going to save that for the end. Um, and that, that's pretty much a quick UPN nine rundown of the plot. But the, the <laughs> one thing that you guys or, or Danny mentioned to me was that the first eight episodes of this on Netflix were an older documentary that, um, I, I didn't know this all wasn't just one thing. All 13 episodes wasn't one thing that they were broken up into two. Danny and Erica, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but let's um let's stop right there. If you haven't watched it and you plan on watching it, um there there may be some spoilers that are going to come up very quickly. Um and if you'd like to be a part of the investigation and like find everything out as it's happening, you may want to stop, listen to or uh, watch the watch the documentary and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode and you can see if you agree with what we had to say about it. But um 
the first eight episodes, from what I've come to understand, were, were was the original documentary, um, and at the end of it, uh, he is found guilty. Now, there's a separate circumstance, which I'm sure will come up uh, after that, that he's able to get a retrial. And then uh, what I think happened is Netflix had acquired the rights to the original documentary, and when he had gotten the rights to the retrial, they started continuing filming or either funding continuing filming. And, and rather than making a second season, they just kind of stitched the two together. Yeah, which which made this feel kind of long. That's uh, the way I felt after... I felt the first eight episodes were great. I felt like nine and ten were good, and then it's just like, okay, this could have been over. Just, just the my opinion. Is a, yeah, the trial's a little long in general, I think, and that kind of, like the whole blowpoke thing kind of drags on for a little bit. Okay. Where I don't think it really had to. Yeah. The the uh, so so let's actually talk about that. Let's talk about the proxy, the prosecution side of this case, which you you don't get to see much of. It it is told from more of a defensive point of view. Um. So that's that's a bit of an issue. Well, I'll say I'll say this about it, okay? Because like this is how I felt, and out of all like the true crime documentaries I've I've seen, I felt like the staircase um, was. It may may have seemed like it was it was filmed in in the um, in favor of like the defense, but I don't think that was necessarily the case. I think you were just seeing it from that perspective because they were willing to let the, the crew film, um, and. I spent the entire fucking first eight episodes just going, this guy's fucking guilty. This guy's fucking guilty. Like, you know, it's like, I didn't think that, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, it did a pretty decent job of walking the line in the middle. Um, I, 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 to, to be fair, um, it, it is just the cameras following around Michael Peterson. It's not like they're following around the fucking investigative team. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's mostly him and his lawyer. Um, but I, I feel like even with that, if you approach it objectively, I think that it, it, it's, it's pretty, pretty in the middle. Okay. In my opinion, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't, um, I don't disagree. I think there is a lot of, uh, Stuff that they do go over with the prosecution. Um, I just feel that the most of the documentary is told from Michael Peterson's point of view as it shows like his family life and everything. And, and yeah. Erica, feel free to give your opinion here since we did. I mean, just bringing up his family life is just – they're insane. Yeah. <laughs> his fucking daughters are nuts, dude. So his daughters, Margaret and uh, Martha um, – which I think are just crazy names to begin with. I mean, what is this? Nineteen forty-two. These kids are like the same <laughs> age I am, and they have like my grandmother's name. Too. They're they're yeah. adopted well, by him from his previous wife. Um, well, yeah. they him and his previous wife they adopted them because their mother and father died in Germany, and their mother died at the bottom of a fucking staircase. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So there, there's a lot going against this guy uh, uh, with with all that. You know, he not only has his current wife that just passed away at the bottom of the staircase, but a previous family member uh, with the, the same fucking outcome. Um, not looking good for Michael Peterson. <laughs> I, on the other hand, felt through most of this, unlike Danny, that he was not guilty. Um, 
So I, I find that funny. You think he's guilty the entire time. Um, so let's go over a little bit of the case and, and what the prosecution stated. They, they stated, and, and feel free to jump in or correct me and tell me to shut the fuck up, um, that they – that he basically followed his wife in the house or whatever. They, they get into an argument in the middle of the staircase. He picks up this blow poke, which for those who don't know what that is, it's, it's like a, uh, a, a fire poker for the fireplace, except you blow into it or some garbage. Um, it's hollow. Mm -hmm. And he beats the crap out of her in, in a fucking staircase and lets her bleed out before calling the cops. Now for visuals, these pictures that are shown of her and they show it. Mm hmm. That's why he seems so guilty because the amount of blood and just like violence that was like she couldn't have just fell from a few steps. So, so just looking at the pictures. So you believe in the beginning of this that she was um, guilt? He was guilty as well because of the amount of blood. What was? It? Sorry, you you broke up a little bit there. Uh, the owl theory. Uh, which gets into like a whole other thing. It's not shown in the docu series, but it is a part of this story. And there's a lot of like stuff that think that she's actually attacked by an owl. Yeah. And like maybe red inside. There's the lacerations and how many of them there are in her head that they look like. So, going with with the owl theory. No, I, I just want to get into the owl theory a little – owl theory a little later. That is that – is, because um, after I learned about that, that is something that uh, – I'm not going to say persuaded my opinion any differently, but it, it did – it's like, wow. It is a wow thing. So I do want to go over that a little bit heavier, heavier a little closer to the end of the episode. Um, but with with the prosecution's case, like I don't see how he could take this hollow – point tube thing beat the hell out of her and call the cops and I, I don't see him being guilty with, with that story I don't doubt I that. that I totally agree with that so I have my own theory that's separate from anything that I've fucking heard um, and that, that's why I, like, I instantly thought the guy was fucking guilty um, I and now it has to do with what Eric was talking about with the amount of blood but it's not uh, and, and here's, here's, the, here's the whole thing that I didn't I didn't understand like him being found guilty like um and this is something that uh his his lawyer talks about at one point he has like an aside about it and he's like uh says something along the lines of like uh uh i forget which country it is it's uh some other country like it's not like guilty and not guilty it's guilty or not proven mm -hmm. so it's like whoever whoever they had standing trial like they couldn't um, proved that they were guilty so they were let go because like the, like regardless of whether they like the the jury felt that they were fucking guilty um like they they couldn't fucking prove it you know so like um the the lawyer was playing that side the entire time in my opinion and i think David that Rudolph, he yeah. yeah i think that he thought he was guilty too he just knew that they didn't have any fucking decent evidence now if the prosecution was any fucking smarter right because like you got a bunch of fucking dumb fucks d dealing with this case because like they like yeah like they they wound up getting the guy fucking thrown in, in prison or whatever you know what i mean like 
big fucking deal. It's the government. They can basically fucking turn it out to, like in their favor just because they, of, of the fucking widespread resources they have and the capability for them to fucking either frame evidence and cover it up or get away with whatever. I mean, like that's like some tinfoil hat shit. So I'm not gonna like dive too deep in that. They're, they're just fucking dumb, okay? Because they 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 come up they come up with this stupid fucking blowpoke theory, right? This blowpoke theory, and um, it's just like it's not a heavy enough instrument to even have. Done, done the, the damage, damage that was there. Agreed. And they, 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 they keep they keep talking about like how there's like no spatter and shit like that. And what I think fucking happened was he, I, like he obscured however it was that he killed her and whatever the circumstances there were that were like involved in her fucking death. Um you know, like, they, there's other things that they don't they don't fucking talk about, and it's like, I didn't think to look it up, so anybody could fucking really do this, but, like, who knows what medicine this woman was on? Like, was she on blood thinners? You know what I mean? Like, was she, like, was she medicated on something that, like, would have made her blood run, like, fucking, like, faster? You know what I mean? Like, it would have come out faster and, like, like higher volume, or she would have bled out easier? Like, even then, like, what was her fucking blood alcohol content? Did anyone fucking check her fucking, like, did the autopsy turn up any sort of drugs? And not, like, even, like, ones that he would have, like, been accused of, like, drugging her with. Like, anything that people would consider to be normal because like who knows what they consider to be normal in that community like Valium or like Quaaludes or whatever the fuck it is that they're fucking taking or even like small painkillers people don't consider to be bad but that shit thins your blood and you bleed like a fucking animal um but besides that though I think because he's he's a pretty bright dude and he makes it pretty difficult to fucking read him and he's kind of fucking weird I think that he fucking obscured the death Whatever it was that he did to kill her, she didn't fucking fall down the stairs. And if she fell down any set of stairs, it was as a result of something else that happened to her. Now, they kept trying to fucking draw this, like, narrative with, like, um, you know, like, them him swinging a fucking uh, blowpoke and smashing her head in. But I think that he just fucking smeared blood around with something. You know what I mean? Something that, they, that he was either able to burn or, like, able to fucking dispose of very easily without having to worry about its existence after the fact. Like, maybe Maybe um, he cut her with something that, like, Justin sent that fucking video of, like, that dude making fucking knives out of rice or whatever the fuck that shit was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, like I'm not saying that. It's, that it's, like, it's probably much simpler than that, dude. It was just, like, whatever he used to smear the blood around and make the splatters that he did was something that he could burn and get rid of his ash. So, like, he just smeared the blood around in these irregular, obscure fucking patterns and in a way that's, like, it's not indicative of any specific type of murder. So when they drew the fucking narrative about how he killed her, it didn't matter what they said because it couldn't fucking make sense. Scientifically, the way that I feel like he fucked with the scene before the police were there and able to investigate, he had obscured it enough to where it wasn't easily fucking figured out or it wasn't something they could just easily be pinpointed to one thing it was like he he slopped it on the side of the wall with the fucking the towel or whatever it was that he used and he smeared it a little bit and it's like it wasn't it, like the, the the blood spatter patterns weren't indicative of any normal behavior that any even professional blood spatter analyst should be able to draw some serious conclusion that's just that's just my opinion okay but, and and no i was just going to ask erica if she had the same opinion I was just gonna say um, that uh, that it should be noted that she. They said I thought in the beginning that she didn't put up a fight. I think that's interesting. That is. So it's like she had to have been either unconscious in some for some reason, like in, for unknown, like you know what I mean. And then he did maybe those things to her after that fact. I don't know. Kind of just. Well, I don't. I'm not saying I even know what he did, he used to kill her. Like exactly. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like whatever. It is like no one can fucking figure it out. And what he did after the fact was obscure the blood spatter patterns to make it not look like it was whatever he used. Okay. 
Well, I I don't believe she she did fall. I don't believe that. I also my my thing, and and we'll get into this more in a, in a later episode that we do have planned. But my biggest issue is you're guilty until proven innocent, and I don't believe there was enough facts to convict this guy. In, in what I is that? I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. So, I what. What I was talking about was was how I would have approached it as the prosecution. Yep. What I'm getting at is with what the prosecution fucking presented was a goddamn joke. And the fact that he was found guilty with that minimal amount of bullshit fucking evidence is pretty sick. Yeah. So th- th- just getting back to what the prosecution said, they basically said she was in the stairwell. They got into some kind of argument or whatever. He beat the hell out of her with a blow poke. Um, their blood splatter analyst uh, by the name of uh, Deaver um, – Dwayne Deaver came in and, and said, yes, it's consistent with what the, the prosecution states. Um, just making this UPN nine rundown again, watch the entire thing. The, the defense then brings in a, a, um, their own expert by the last name of Lee. He disagrees with Dwayne Deaver and ultimately, um, the jury finds Mr. Peterson guilty of homicide, um, and murder of his, his wife. His two uh, adopted daughters and two sons that are actually his um, believe that he didn't do it. His one stepdaughter, who is actually his wife, Kathleen's real daughter, is on the opposite side as well as her two aunts, also sisters of Kathleen. Am I correct in all that, guys? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, because I'm literally giving a UPN 9 rundown. Um, <laughs> Now, well, here's one thing that both me and Erica uh, shared an opinion on while we were watching it. And I don't know if you felt this same way, but the first time we saw him and his behavior and how he was so much lesser involved in the story, we both felt that Michael Peterson's oldest son seemed very fucking slimy. I don't know what it was about him, but he seemed like he had a slime to him like a fucking car salesman does. Uh, Clayton or, or Todd, it, it, I don't know which is, is the older one of the two. Um, is it Clayton? It, it might be. So. Is he the one who at some point during the documentary asks his, asks Michael, his father, um, did you do it, dad? Did you do it, dad? And and Michael states on record on the film that he knows what he's getting at, that if he did do it, he'll help him hide it. Is, is that the part like you're, you're talking about where he becomes all yeah, the Yeah, that slime? kid. But no, it's it's not even him saying that. It was just his general demeanor even before that instance. As he's soon hardly as- around. Like all the other kids are there for pretty much all. It's like he's not even really present. Like, I don't know. And the story gets weirder. So here's some outside research that Erica fucking did. Um I don't remember where she read it, so uh, the source may be not credible, you know, we were just like, kind of just like, right after it ended, we were just trying to fucking grab onto a bunch of information and put some pieces together. Um, I think it was either during filming or prior, just prior to filming, like, that, his fucking oldest son was arrested for some, like, uh, like, making homemade bombs, and like, they found like fucking bombs around his college campus or some shit, he was gonna blow his fucking school up, dude. No, he wanted to be. A, he says it was a, a distraction to be able to steal like test answers or something. Wow! Like that, <laughs> he did it like, but like, there's no intentions of hurting. Yeah, but that's so, that, so. That's the whole thing. Is it's that's like so crazy. So did, yeah. Yeah, and he had a history of like, you know, weird. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't do any outside research. I literally just just finished this like a day ago, um, as of this recording. 
we uh, we had we had instant prejudice against the guy though, and like we were like just ridiculous though. It's just like we're like that's it. No, exactly what's happening. Like first episode, we're like that kid fucked the stepmom. Dad found out and fucking killed her. Actually, you know what? I never even thought of that angle, but that that I'll, I'll, I'm gonna have to actually go back and rewatch some episodes to see if I can make sense of that because uh, it's it, yeah it, it, that that would definitely deserve a beating maybe. Yeah, but that that at this point, after watching the whole thing and like you know, he does eventually. There's flaws to that theory. Yeah, there's flaws yeah, to that theory. Not, that was like that was the, the the instant vibe we got from the dude though, dude. It was like we weren't originally like so like not upfront were we were we thinking that like Michael did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I like I know I said that before. We weren't that hasty to assume that he did it. Like we were being open minded upfront. Our like, first reaction was like the fucking like parents covered it up or something. Yeah, we were like the fucking kid killed her and the fucking dad covered it up or some shit or like you know what I mean? It was like the, we 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 were trying to conceive of ways that that kid was involved. Now now we thought all the his other fucking kids were weird. You know what I mean? But like his his oldest son for some reason there was like a fucking slime to him, man. It was like it was almost like the dude just as soon as he came on screen I could smell him. <laughs> I I they are they are a little bit of a peculiar family. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about that other than I didn't think of that theory, uh, to begin with. Um, but it's definitely a a decent theory, but then, you know, let's, let's, let's go back into now what the the defense case is. Um, now that we talked about the, the, the prosecution and and kind of our thoughts on that. So the the defense says like, yeah, the blow poke thing is kind of bullshit. It, It couldn't happen like that. Um, and they attribute it to a fall because it's the easiest thing to do. You're on a staircase and you fall. However, there is one thing going back to what you said earlier about her not being on drugs. Uh, David Rudolph in the film does stay, state at one point that she had Valium in her system as well as, as obviously alcohol. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even realize that, dude. And I thought those things because of the fucking volume of blood that was outside of her body and like what they were claiming. Now, that could just be because that's the only thing that's logically conceivable, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then like that's how he was rationalizing it from his perspective. But that's but, true. Before, because I didn't honestly, I mean, like, unless it's my subconscious, like, I didn't hear anyone fucking say that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I said it to you, Erica. Didn't I say that? Like, what if she was on drugs or she had been drinking or something like that? Like, and it was before it was. It was. At what point does he say that? Is it is it when they're like in trial? Well, it's just I think just like trying to think of how she would have fell is because that was like their whole defense. Yeah. She's fallen. So like, how could she have been that? You know, like I said, well, that in her system, and you know, she's been drinking, and you know, that step is very, very, you know, narrow there, and with the whole dark hallway, and I think it was just a part of that whole story. Sure. As far as uh, Danny's question about when do, when does he say it, David Rudolph says it. I don't remember what episode. I, like I said, I probably I basically binge watched this. Um, but he says it at one time when the camera crew is just on him. There's nobody else in the room, and he's sitting at like a table. Um, it, it's I, I think it's a little later in the series because I remember it so vividly. So it might be in the episodes like nine through thirteen, not so much the first set of. Um, yeah, no, episodes. dude. As soon as as soon as I saw those pictures with that amount of blood, I'm pretty positive. I said to Erica, I was like, unless she was on something that, like thinner blood, like she took some pills or she she drank some alcohol, I was like, there's no way that like all that blood is from a fall down the fucking stairs. Yeah. And then, obviously, um, getting getting back a little bit, they do convict him. The, the jury comes back with a guilty plea on murder. And this cat goes away for, uh, what is it, eight years? I believe it's eight years, eight or 12 years, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and my man's doing time, and th- that's where um, you told me the documentary kind of ends. And that makes sense. That, that It's over there. 
So this is where it starts to get long, in my opinion. Like, there, there's some family time they could have cut out of these first eight episodes, in my opinion, to, to add in these other nine. If this was a one-shot deal thing, and obviously it wasn't. And you could kind of tell that, looking back after you said that, Michael Peterson does look a shit ton older. Um, when, oh, yeah, when they dude, come it's, back. it's like 10 fucking years later. Like, yeah. the, the, the series was filmed over a very long period of fucking time. It was like, uh, I think it starts, she's murdered in 2001, and and uh, the series, I think, wraps up filming in, like, 2013, and then I think it comes back again in 2016, and that they, they filmed, I think they filmed all, like, the newer episodes in 2016, and it filmed all the way from, like, 2001 to... 2013 or she was like murdered in 2001 and it's it started in, and yeah she was murdered in 2001 he was convicted in um i think 2003 right and then it was yeah, 10 two years, years later, later yeah. it was like 10 years later and then over the span of three years they filmed the rest of it and it, it finished filming in 2016 I, i'm pretty sure that's what it was um so it, it did it did uh, from her murder to the finishing of the documentary it's uh, over a fucking 15-year span. Yeah. Um, but th- there is something else. I'm, I'm looking at the show notes now that I do want to go back to in these first eight episodes. I was going to jump to the next few. but And I want your opinion, you guys' opinion on this. this. is the only reason I'm jumping back. When the, the, the prosecution says, hey, we can't find this blowpoke. It's missing. It's missing. It's missing. This is the murder weapon, and we can't find it. So obviously it had to be used. Magically, it appears in this garage. Now, this is before the, the 9th through 13 episode where the defense says how it got yeah, there. Where they, yeah, but, where they explained to you how it got there. But when they magically found this, before you heard that, before you heard how they found it, which we'll get into in a minute, um, does, does that not strike anybody else as funny that it's sitting in this garage for this amount of time and nobody finds oh, yeah. it? I mean, it's, it's not like it, it's buried. It's not like it's in some sub pump it, it's literally sitting against the wall in a fucking garage and you don't go in your garage ever and you don't just see it there like that that bothered me it's like that. he's like i checked there i don't understand i think that i think that the family all knew where it was and they had an internal discussion without the lawyer to leave it there as a power play and they thought it'd be smart to unveil at the last minute and it was it definitely it blew up in their face bite him in the ass. Yeah. yeah i think the, i think the family was totally in on it um, and I think that they, well, they had all have one too. So yeah, well, the, that we you, you find out more about the whole blowpoke thing anyway. But like me and Erica both when they, like when when the whole thing happened where they they're like we found this blowpoke, you know, and they presented that to the to the jury. Um, we were like, yeah, but they weren't re- they like they used the blowpoke because they needed to to come up with an idea of a weapon. Uh, that was missing that they couldn't find up front, and they they just wanted to try and think of some object that um could have like caused the lacerations on the back of her head um and it wasn't well fucking thought out but at the end of it they said what like my reaction to that was too and 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 it was it was i think it was erica had the same sentiment too it was like they didn't mean the blow poke like they used that as a broad example up front and like they they were looking for it at the time because it like to them it was missing when they came up with the idea um and they just they, they needed like they they were just putting together a they were they were doing the same thing that the fucking defense is doing they were they were drawing a narrative they were building a fucking narrative against him so like they needed to be able to present something and like whether they fabricated the fucking blowpoke was never the point their point was that, like this dude fucking killed her that's it and we don't know how he did it but we think it could have been like this with something like this in a situation like this because of the lacerations and that there wasn't enough damage to the brain so it wasn't such a force it had yeah. to be something light enough to you know not cause that sort of damage but also enough force 
to, or sharp enough to be. But that's where I fall back on that they were fucking stupid. They just wanted to prosecute as fucking fast as possible, and they couldn't hold on just building a case because they were afraid that they were going to build a stronger one. But the fact of the matter is that they would have spent more time analyzing it, and they weren't so hasty to prosecute them because they had pressure from the fucking family. And and they, they would have just actually, like, spent the time and resources. Like, they could have fucking uncovered a really wild case and probably done a lot of fucking, like, positive research for forensics by figuring out something so fucking wild. But instead, they fudged the evidence. They ruined the fucking, uh, the, like, the, the actual fucking defense they would have had. Um, and they, they blew their fucking shot because they, 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 they wanted to be hasty. They didn't want to use too many fucking government resources on busting this guy. Yeah, no, I, I, I see. I, I get what you're you're saying there. I think the, the prosecution, according to this documentary, did a very poor job of making it known like it's a device like this. It's not necessarily this. They they, they mentioned the word blowpoke way too many times to make it sound like, um, you know, this is just an example. They to me, it sounded a hell of a lot more like this is the murder weapon and we can't find it. That's just my yeah. my opinion. That and yeah. uh, they, they could have yes. even said that. They could have said that and followed it up and been like, or something that's shaped like this, and then like had their fucking research team come off with other things that were similarly shaped to the front of the blowpoke and been like, it could have been this, it could have been that, it could have been that. These are all things we're trying to figure out and look for. We've yet to uncover a weapon, but all of these the all of these things match the type of laceration we're actively pursuing finding one of these items. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to focus around the blowpoke, like yeah. they didn't. Agreed. And it doesn't help that um, Kathleen, the murder victim's sister, sits there and, and say, says that I'm the one who bought her the blowpoke. It's missing. It's always been there. And, you know, he did it with that and then hit it or whatever. She she also brings out that it was that as a weapon, which doesn't help either. Yeah. So he, his ass gets thrown in jail over this blowpoke theory and he spends his time there, like I mentioned earlier. And lo and behold, the case gets reopened because of some dumb douchebag named Dwayne Deaver, the blood splatter analyst for the the prosecution. And it's funny because I I really need to bring this part up about this guy when he was on the stand and I'm watching it. I'm like, this dude is fucking smarmy as shit. This dude is a fucking liar. David Rudolph pulled the defense attorney. David Rudolph pulled his whole shit apart. He's sitting up there pissed about it because he's getting called out. And then they show those pictures with those glitches. And I'm putting them in air quotes for those listening. Those glitches on these pictures. Like, dog, I don't know what you're talking about. But if all those pictures, if just those two pictures have glitches on them, you can't. None of them are are credible at that point. It's not even that. There was no timestamp on any of the photos. So you didn't know if one was like before or after or during or if it was provided by the forensic team or if it was like a picture that they took from the house that was like of the same area before and zoomed in. Like they didn't disclose the sources of any of those photos and they didn't disclose the times they were taken. They just showed photos of the same sections of the house next to each other with like different markings on them and shit. David Rudolph asks him if they were taking uh, a few minutes apart and he agrees that they were. Whether – it's true or not is a different story. You're right. They were not timestamped. But again, could those have been, I don't know, photoshopped or whatever else to make his case? And he just did a bad job of it because he's fucking lazy. I don't know. But can, can, can I also ask the question why this motherfucker still lives in the house that this happened in? Does he have another staircase? Do they not go upstairs anymore? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> well, he, might, he winds up losing the house too. Yeah. 
when he goes under house arrest and gets released, he no longer has that house. He's living in some right. some shady looking apartment. Yeah, but when when he when he does live there, yeah, Erica was totally creeped out by that shit. She's like, was he just sleeping in the house with all the blood all over the stairs? <laughs> That's the like, problem with him. He's so cavalier about all of it, like very like, just laughing and like having too much fun. I feel like with it when like your wife just died. That that's yeah. what really bothered me too. Um, my, uh, I just don't know if people deal with 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 tragedy a little different. Like I know that was that was my reaction too. That if he isn't guilty, then of course he would be cavalier about it because it's so unbelievably untrue that you know. Yeah. I guess, but like I don't know. It just a, just didn't sit right. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look good for him. It, it doesn't. <laughs> and then, like his brother too. It's like I don't know. It's just a little weird. Hmm. I I I I definitely agree. I just I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if he's guilty or innocent even today. I just feel with what they had, he shouldn't have been found guilty. That, I that... totally agree. Well, I don't know if he's guilty or innocent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but I I feel like he's guilty. I feel like he's guilty. I can't prove it, and I know that he shouldn't go to jail because they can't fucking prove it. But I feel like he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's not even that he did it. He knows what happened, and he's not saying it. So, like, the blood was dried when they showed up. Yeah, it would have had to have been there for a bit. Yeah, there's just any. He he, he heard her scream. They did a scream test, and you couldn't hear. Again, Mm -hmm. he obscured the evidence. Regardless, he did something. He was. He is somehow an accessory to making this murder or this her death. Regardless of whether it was a murder or an accident. He somehow aided in hiding whatever actually happened. I don't know if he killed her. I don't know what fucking happened. You know what I mean? But I, in my heart of hearts, feel like he does know what happened, and he's just not telling the truth. Now, that doesn't mean that he killed her, but he has information that that would be very important to figuring out what really happened. Yeah, he might have... Just, just, just saying. Like, saw her dead there. Like, oh fuck, I'm gonna get fingered for this, and 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 fucked with the crime scene. Totally possible. Yeah. Even then, even that's what I'm getting at. Like, he he knows more than what he's fucking saying. Mm-hmm. I, I can get behind that. So after his conviction, they they reopen this case due to Dwayne Deaver being um, fired by the the SBI. Um, if you know what SBI stands for, please enlighten me. Uh, it stands for something Bureau the of State, Investigation. State Bureau of Investigation. Thank you. Actually. FBI, but, but Erica pointed state. it out because we've been listening. We've been listening to the Oven Vanish podcast, and they have the GBI. GBI. <laughs> yeah, the, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Yeah, shout out to uh, Up and Vanish. Love that podcast. Yeah, um, fucking fantastic. But uh, they um, th- they show it at one point. It w- it's when they're when they're talking about Dwayne D- uh, Deaver, and they they like are showing it on the news. They show the outside of the building, and you see there's like uh, there's the lettering, and it says it's the State Bureau of Investigation. Okay. So I learned what an Alfred plea was, and that helps in wa- listening to Up and Vanish because they end up mentioning the, yep. the options. Uh, so he gets fired. Dwayne Deaver gets fired by the SBI because of an investigation and independent audit that they did uh, and found that he falsely represented evidence in 34 different cases, including the Greg Taylor case, which is what ultimately led to the reopening of this Michael Peterson case because they're both in right. North Carolina. And the jury, that was one of the, the biggest pieces of evidence that they thought made him guilty was what that 
you know, like I said. Was Dwayne Deaver's testimony was was the entire case. Right. Because without the blood spatter analysis, like, they didn't have any sort of actual evidence. Again, because in my opinion, whether it was fucking Michael Peterson that did it or it was the kid who did it that obscured the evidence, someone fucked with the scene. So, like, regardless of whether Dwayne Deaver actually fucking knew what happened, he was lying just to put someone in jail that the state thought was guilty. And that's what's fucking fucked up. It, yeah. it's it's very fucked up and this is i'm not getting into that right now i'm sorry that's a personal opinion about something else not 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 really intuitive to this podcast right now but yeah that's that's the shit that that gets to me it's like this dude falsified evidence just because he was led to believe by the police or or the district attorney or somebody that this guy did it help us make it show that he did and yeah. he went and did that. Now, as a jury and watching David Rudolph pull his case apart, I still don't understand in those first episodes how you find him guilty based on his testimony just being ripped apart. Like, I think David Rudolph did an excellent job ripping that apart. And they yeah. still found him guilty. And I don't get it. I, I don't get it. But I was happy they reopened it. I was happy that it's like, oh, look, at it. this guy is actually a fraud. And boom, now we're reopening the case. And I felt great about that just not not because i didn't think he did or did not do it but because i don't think there was enough there from the beginning for him to do it or, yeah. or for them to find him guilty like same. i said a million times now um, same whether whether i think he did it or not he was done a disservice by the american justice system being put in jail because they they could not actually factually scientifically prove that he did it even with the evidence that Dwayne Deaver presented it was not plausible enough to say that he was guilty it just fucking wasn't yeah based on what i've learned from this documentary and this is just based on this documentary shame on that jury i mean there might be a whole other side that we have not seen um where maybe i could get behind them but yeah, just just shame on that shit. But now going yeah. back to what Erica said and learning about this Alfred plea, because this is where I feel this documentary takes a ridiculous amount of um, becomes ridiculously long where they're going through this. And it's just like another two years before he can put in his plea and him deciding like, well, do I want to put in this plea or do I not? Because through the whole entire thing, he's sitting there. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. And he wants to prove his innocence. Does he just take this Alfred plea, which Erica, since you just learned what it is and, and Danny, would you like to explain what an Alfred plea is? Erica came. It's okay. So it's in Georgia. I don't think there it's everywhere that does this, uh, but I know Georgia specifically does it's Alfred plea. And, and what that is, is North Carolina as well. Okay. So it's yeah. the same general vicinity, though, so maybe it's a South thing. Uh, mm. uh, yeah. So basically, you admit guilt, but without consequence because you're admitting it, kind of? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you, you admit you're guilty um, just to, to make it all go away, but you don't believe that you are. You're, you're literally admitting guilt just to make it stop. It's a of a deal, too, like because yeah. you're admitting it, because of, you know, that sort of thing. But, the, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an option to take. But because he was so adamant about not being guilty and, you know, being the love of his life, it was a really difficult choice. To, to consider yeah so and you it, get this on your per it's a it's the felony is on your permanent record as you yeah. committed it and admitted guilt to the felony forever yeah so like when they talk about like ex-cons not being able to get jobs and stuff when they do background checks on him it will say that he was in fact guilty of murdering his wife Mm-hmm. but that's a problem i have he's a writer he sits in his house and he writes and has a publisher publishes fucking books does it really matter it, 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 to me, it doesn't. Um, 
but now we got three hours. No, even then, even then, people are fucking weird, man. They have a morbid curiosity, so people were probably excited to read his next book after he fucking got out of. Yeah, so he probably made a butt but ton of but, fucking money. Just crazy. Fucking decades worth of jail. Now that he can write about. You cut out a little bit there. What was that? Yeah, no, you you did too. I was just saying, now that yeah. he's he's out of jail, it's like now now yeah, morbid curiosity. He's making a buttload more money again. So, yeah. it, it's whatever. Um, For sure, it's and it's like the, it's the same type of deal as like the whole famous musician dies, like their record sales and stuff, you know? Yeah. So he, he I, I think the way that it all played out, it was the best case that it could have worked. It, it pleases kind of everyone, like. He is guilty, he did some time, but then he's still free. Kind of like everyone wins in the scenario. Everybody gets a little bit of something. Or everybody yeah. loses, however you want to look at it. Um, but Yeah, too. But, yeah, you you get him now writing books and everything else again and, and whatever. He takes the Alfred plea. He's not happy with it. Um, Kathleen, uh, her sister, is not happy that he's out and everything else, but happy that he admitted guilt. But she's not exactly – it's not her, her ultimate thing that she wanted, whatever. He's done. But we got three hours of him deciding – like three episodes are literally him deciding: Do I take the Alpha plea? Do I go back to court? I'm 71 years old. I'm gonna fucking die if I go back to court. Every time, do it. Yeah. Do that. Yes. Do that. And he's like, I don't know. Like, like, but do you think we have a chance? He's like, No. You, you don't. Yeah. Like, they they fucked you and, once. And How do you know they're not gonna fuck you again? Well, most of that's. The, the, what's interesting though is at the end when they finally get a chance to sit down and interview the judge because the case has been tried twice and he's already fucking it's everything's over. You yep. know. Um, the, the, the judge says that he, that if they were to go back to trial, that the, because of, uh, how they focused on, and this is something we didn't talk about, um, at all really was his bisexuality, um, and that it, it created a bias because it was whether or not, you know, people are willing to accept it. Like even, even now people have a problem with it. You know what I mean? You don't know who the, those, uh, those people are on the jury, you know, and like some people are closed minded and they, they're, they're not open to that type of, um, lifestyle. You know what I mean? And th that makes them judgmental of a person. And he felt that for them to be able to bring that into the, the case was unfair to him mm -hmm. because it didn't matter what his sexuality was. And like, they really didn't know if his wife was okay with it. And it was something that they were like open with each other about, which, which was unfair because the only person that could have validated that was someone who was fucking dead, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, beyond that, it was, um, that they wouldn't have had the whole, the, the fucking blowpoke evidence because they couldn't admit it anymore. You know what I mean? It was, it was admissible. So they didn't have their murder weapon and they didn't have this like cheating, um, like secret life, uh, case to, to, to put against them because it, it was unfair, you know? So like the, the only things they would have been able to try him against were the, the blood spatter analysis. With no murder weapon and knowing the analysis came from someone who fucking lied. Yeah. You know? So, like, if he would have gone to trial, in the judge's opinion, at the end of it, the judge says that he thinks he may have been able to get out of it without having to have that on his record. So, um... But it would have been another two years of sitting in court at 71 years old. Is he going to live through all that? And, 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 and with, that yeah, point. and with all the stress, yeah, there's, there's no way I think he would have been able to. So... Yeah, I if it was me and I really believed I was innocent and I was innocent, I probably would have went back to court and just if I died during it, I died during it, but at least I tried. 
Um, yeah. That's just me. Uh, not I'm not Michael Peterson, and I've never been to prison, so I can't, I can't say how uh, it would have maybe changed my opinion. I'll tell you what, if you are Michael Peterson, I'm not going anywhere near a staircase with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's a coincidence, but he's just unlucky with it. Bad so. things happen in the staircase. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, he's walking down to lunch, and he's like, I'm just going to push this motherfucker. <laughs> He just gets the itch when he's on the stairs. I'm like, I, just, I just feel the need to kill whenever I get on a staircase. The escalators forget about it. <laughs> so, that being said, that's how it all ends. It ends there. But you guys bought to my uh, um, opinion, um, bought to my attention, and you touched on it a little earlier. Is this owl theory that you know you hear about it originally? It sounds kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that's why and, I didn't bring it up in the trial because we thought that the jury couldn't handle hearing that. Theory. So let's start on how this this theory th- started, and because you guys brought it to my attention, probably read a little bit more m- up on it than I did. How did this even come about? I don't know um, who wants to take that. You know, just having all these pictures readily available, and just the amount of people that you know, the attention that this has gotten, that um, a lot of, I guess, criminology type people or whatever, just took a look at the the type of wounds they were trying to figure out, like what the weapon could be, and it's just very on point with what an owl talon looks like, like an attack. Talon and beak. As, right. if, it, as, it, as if it had clawed into her head and was pulling itself in to peck her. Right. And, and also, to be noted, they did find uh, a feather, like a bloody feather or something like that nearby. They found, they found a feather, I believe, with her DNA outside and uh, on her person inside there was another feather, but I don't think that they investigated... Um, what it belonged to, or it wasn't kept as evidence. They just they saw it out there and just kind of dismissed it. Um, but then this this whole when I think it was people started looking at um, the the lacerations on her head and they were like that looks like a bird attacked her. Yeah. And then I think I think people people that were into like I, I guess like aviary like t- took a look at it and were like these are um, uh, these look like they could be wounds from an owl attack. Yeah. So and I read why they didn't have it on the show. They, they they just wanted to focus on the trial specifically and nothing else. And that since it wasn't a part of the trial, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't pursue it as like a part of the defense, so they didn't feel it necessary to focus on it in the um, documentary. But it was something that they did consider, um, just because it. It. I mean, what? it's it's more plausible than anything else that I fucking heard. I guess I, I don't know. Well, speaking of being plausible, um, going back to what some of you guys said, uh, I didn't hear about finding a feather outside with her blood on it. The, the one thing I did did hear or read about, not hear. Um, yeah, fact after check you, me on any fact. Feel free to fact check me on any of that, and that's anyone. Yeah. I'm not just telling you to, Joe. Because like, no, no, I, no. I mean, like, I'm I'm skimming and reading and trying to figure everything out, and I like I may be getting things confused. So. Yeah, no, but what um, you you did say I did read as well and that is they found a clump of her hair and an owl feather in her her hand that was clenched maybe um, that was at the bottom it. of the staircase. Maybe that, that was what but I was but they did find blood outside. I did read that, but that's all it said is they found like a little spot of blood outside. They didn't think anything of it. Oh, it was on a tree. It was on a tree. That's is that what it was. There was blood on a tree. Yeah, the I, thing I, is, I think it happened outside. She ran inside. I'd go get towels or whatever else because he says he goes upstairs to get towels. Mm-hmm. Slips on the stairs, and then that's kind of where you get that little scuffle. And you know what I mean? I mean, she's bleeding out the head. That gets in your eyes. It's really hard to. And that mixed with the vi- the the Vicodin and the alcohol and. Yeah. So. 
well, that that's just it. Out of all the theories that that when you guys brought this to my attention, I literally was like, "Fuck, this is stupid." But then <laughs> I literally went to Google Images and I looked for Kathleen, um, whatever Peterson head injury photos, and then in another tab in Google Chrome, I looked up owl attack photos and compared two head things to each other. They are pretty close. Like, I'm not going to say they're exact, but you could see how they can match. And I'm like, that's that's fucking crazy. And if this is what happened, like, I don't have a time machine to go check, but th- this could actually hold some water as crazy as it sounds. And, and to me, it's the best theory out there. And that's just my opinion. And here's here's the other thing, though, too, is is if I if I were the any of the family members and I were like Michael and I had this theory on my side and I knew I wasn't fucking guilty and I was as confused as he fucking acts like he is I would have went for the owl theory as the person being fucking like be, being accused because like this they, is they didn't they did not think the jury could handle that theory they thought it was too ridiculous people wouldn't take it seriously that's why they didn't do it they didn't it, think the it is it is ridiculous <laughs> yeah they just they, they did not think that it would be it doesn't matter what he feels in his heart. It's just the jury wouldn't have accepted it. And, and let's yeah. look, look at the time frame that this was, was filmed in to give that theory. It was back in like 2003. Like you said, the Internet is not what it is today. I mean, it is better than it is in 96. But I mean, trying to, to get that theory off without some sort of proof and, and DNA and all that stuff back then is not as good as it is now. So I, I kind of get why they didn't do it. But I don't know. I, I might have tried. Interesting to know. Yeah, well, the, here's the, here's another thing that that both me and Erica found really interesting. Um, it, just to see this side of it, and I feel like I've never seen any other um, like true crime documentary do this. Was how they prepared him uh, for for yeah, when like for acting when, classes. Basically, yeah, they, they they had him with like um you know a, like a, a a coach, and he was coaching him on how to behave and how to breathe and how to mm-hmm. loosen up and what to think when he was sitting up there and how to respond and what facial expressions to make and how not to smile and and how it really was like this like show conducted by these people and it's basically the prosecution they, they're they're setting up their dog and pony show and there's the defense and they're setting up their dog and pony show and both of them are just fucking making it up as they go along but they got to present it as this polished fucking thing and it's really just this giant polished turd of fucking nonsense evidence trying to fucking convince one way or the other regardless of what they really feel and that was interesting to see was that they just needed to fucking each side was just constructing a narrative and that's behind the scenes that i've never seen before like you know, yeah. for a case like that. Yeah. But but that's what scares me. Uh, like I said, this is not something I was going to go into. I said it earlier. Like you know, that's that's a story for a different time. That's what scares me about this: the justice system we have in place today. It's yeah. a dog yeah. and pony show, and whatever pony show is better or more entertaining, or what you can or get twelve money. people to believe. Yeah, and whatever whoever's better at getting twelve people to believe it, whether it's true or not. That's who wins. That's, that's crazy. Rich, that's that's why rich people usually make it out all right, and poor people usually don't because they can't afford a decent defense that actually knows how to keep them out of jail. I agree, but again, that's that's a topic for a different time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it lying because it, with, with this and I I, I think like David Rudolph is. They, they think that they're guilty or not. You well, that's what I was gonna like, say. It's, it's not, not even that. Whether or not they're, they, they think they're guilty doesn't fucking matter. They will omit truth as long as it's not provided to them. So as long as their client doesn't specifically say they did or did not do something. Right, that on your girl at home and see how that works. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, well, that's, yeah. What Erica, that's what Erica fucking says. The dude puts his hand on one time. She says, you got a ring on his finger? She's like, I, I, I don't know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> 
hates getting an argument with Dom, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see uh, a lawyer who um, doesn't really seem to have an opinion on whether the person did it or not and just want to really fight for that person's narrative. Because that, then that's what, like, you, you've been saying about, like, the whole dog and pony show thing is it really is just who can use their resources to push their narrative harder and more convincingly. Yeah, and, and that's what this, this showed me big time, this documentary, and that that's crazy to me. It's worth it just for that, Yeah, just to see that. So, I mean, that's, that's all I got about this. Do you guys want to add any, any other um, sentiments or, or have any other opinions or anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up? That's it, I think. I, the only thing is, like, like I said, I feel like from beginning I, – also, I have not been this engrossed in like a docuseries in a really long time, which is kind of nice. So they're probably making a murder, yeah. but then – Closing remarks, we did follow it up by watching on Netflix also um, Evil Genius Season 1, and I think, Joe, you watched this as well. We don't have to get into this now. We yeah. maybe, maybe we can even do a different episode that's another yeah. true crime-related one. We can talk about that, um, but I'm, that's a shorter one. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm only like uh, – I'm on Episode 3. I, I haven't started Episode 3 yet. I'll uh, I'll give it another watch, get, get – uh, Get fresh evidence and we watched it right after that, and it almost blurs a little bit just because of all the prosecution and stuff like that. But, yeah, I get the uh, yeah, same no, issue with podcasts. I listen to them back to back, so I have a, a, a like that. Oh, it all blends into one thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But, uh, no, I think it ended the best way that it could have, and like I said, everyone wins a little bit. So. Yeah. All right, and I don't. Uh, then we'll just end uh, that discussion there. Do you guys want to plug anything? Maybe a uh, gamer tag or Twitter or anything. Um, my, my Twitter's just Danny FTF from when I was still playing music. Um, <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, you, you can find me on pretty much anything. It's just my name, Danny Vassallo on most things. And then my gamer tag is we come out at night where the, um, O and out is a zero. And other than that, it's Swanky Daddy with a dollar sign as an S. So if you can't find Daddy, <laughs> if you can't find any of those, then you're fucking up because I'm everywhere. <laughs> Erica, you got uh, anything? Yeah, just uh, you can get. I'm you know gamer tags on afraid crayon. Sometimes with a six, sometimes not. Uh, Figure it out. Ramen underscore Parker Erica, one word, and uh, said it. All right, and um, you can find all my info on our website at www.nerdcaster.com. See what I did there? I'm just going to plug the show, and you can find my crap there. <laughs> um, subscribe to Nerdcaster on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, just found out we're on Spotify now. So subscribe or follow or whatever Spotify calls it uh, uh, with us on there. Leave I think us it's, you can you can subscribe and you can follow. You can make playlists of your favorite episodes. You can do all sorts of shit. You share it with all your friends. Yeah, if you make a cool Nerdcaster playlist, you can share that with your friends. Yeah, and tell them to listen and listen now. And and give us a five-star review because that's the only kind of review we like and because it really helps us out and we appreciate it. Um, We're worth it. Yep. And you can find us on Twitter at nerd underscore caster, on Instagram at nerdcaster, on Facebook slash nerdcaster. That's all I got. You guys got anything else? Um, uh, Or did I I miss anything? I I think he did it. (laughs) (laughs) did we break it did we break the internet all right you guys say goodbye bye bye later nerdcaster out where the hell's the stop button